I am Lana. Western civilization is at a great turning point. Which way will it go? My guest is Charlie Robinson, who is the co-author of the book, The Controlled Demolition of the American Empire. We'll discuss how all the pieces of the globalist agenda come together, how they converge with COVID-19. We keep hearing the phrase, the Great Reset. What is it? Find out next. Charlie, welcome to the show. Definitely a new face around here. Well, thanks for having me. I might be a new face, but I've been watching your both of you guys doing your thing for a very long time. So it's my pleasure to be on the here with you. Awesome. And I think it's I think it's the timing is right. We need to get the message out to as many people as possible. So I'm glad you had me on. Thank you very That's much. That's right. And you co-wrote a book with Jeff Berwick called The Controlled Demolition of the American Empire from the Federal Reserve to 9/11 and now we have COVID-19 and I had to laugh guys because you guys talk about Amazon and then your books on Amazon. <laughs> I know. We listen. We understand the the uh, dilemma here. We feel like we are using them for our own selfish purposes of getting this information out in the book. So yeah, we we get it. it. We understand. You got to <laughs> ride those ride those wheels till I can fall off. You know exactly. They're gonna get rid of us at some point. So we'll just go as far as we can. We were talking, you know, before we started here. I think there there's a big crossover that's happening. Well, with your audiences and our audiences and different alt media uh, audiences. I know they've had their little special interests, but it seems like we're all kind of converging with this uh, the great reset that's happening uh, things that we've talked about for 10 years fake environmentalism uh, vaccines and poisons we had transhumanism surveillance globalism and now we can even weave in immigration and, and like this insane anti-whiteness is happening um we've always preferred to take a more of a holistic approach when truth-seeking and i think that you've been on that same journey yeah, yeah. well it, it the the great reset component to this has sounded like conspiracy theory for a long, long time. We've talked about this openly. We've talked about the the elite or the globalist plans for world domination and, and the methods in which they plan to to make this come to fruition. So it's been no secret for us, but the vast majority of people are just waking up to this and they're saying, what is this great reset? It sounds like uh, propaganda that we're getting with you know great marketing pieces. But, but yeah, there's stories about how by 2030, you won't own anything and you'll be happy to do it. And it's like everyone is looking around going, this doesn't sound like something I would like to participate in. Why is this being rolled out? What What is the plan? And it's like, well, I'm glad you asked because we've only been complaining about this for a decade. Uh, they write, they're very open in their writings about what they want to do, who they are, where they're going, how they plan to do it. So uh, it's one of those, these things where it's like, maybe we should just listen to them instead of everybody piling on and calling everybody tinfoil hat wearing conspiracy theorists. Why don't we just acknowledge that, that these people are very powerful extremely dangerous. They have a very long-term approach to this whole uh, global government. And they put people in positions of power in order to make them do this, in order for these things to facilitate. We, we're watching governors all over the states being um, either coerced, extorted, blackmailed, or promised something in order to perpetuate these lockdowns that are insane. Some states are participating. Some states are not. We see, we've heard of uh, the, the role in Belarus where the, their president came forward and said, hey, I was bribed by the IMF and World Bank to impose lockdowns and curfews and things like that. That's right. This is not a normal reaction 
to a virus. You don't normally have to have a PR campaign. You don't have to bribe people in order to incentivize them to lock down their people. What is the purpose of this? Even the most brain dead person is now coming to the realization that there is a, a massive agenda happening. It's, it's, it's monstrous and very difficult for them to wrap their heads around the first time they hear about it. But it is undeniable. And so we, we take a look at, at the, the role of the World Economic Forum, who is in charge, who is manning this, their involvement in Event 201. And we lay this out for people. And when they take a look at it, we just, we just stand back and just let them come to the conclusion on their own. And that conclusion is, oh, my God, these people are involved in it. They've been plotting this for a long time. And the, the direction they want to take us is Orwellian, uh, oh, yeah. to say the least. Oh, yeah. And I want to play some clips and, and really dive into this. But I think that we should go should go back. I first want to go back and, and look at kind of how this mess has uh, unraveled, if you will. Let's let's talk about America when America was good. I know different people have different takes on this and say, well, America had their Freemasonic founding. Maybe it was never meant to be a good place. There was always right. a great experiment. But in your view, when when was it a good time in America? What was good about America? And I guess you can say by extension, Western civilization. Well, there was a great time um, after World War II when America had uh, had the respect of of the world for coming in. They they sort of parachuted into the tail end, the last year or so of the war. And after that, after there was a devastated Europe and and Asia, America was relatively unscathed. So we came out of that with um, our infrastructure intact. We came out of that with the world's reserve currency. We came out of that with the respect of the world for coming in and, you know, quote, saving the day, even though that isn't how it actually played out. That's at least the perception of it. And we had a couple of years. We had we had some honesty. We had, you know, that was back in, in the time when they had the Department of War instead of when they rebranded it as the Department of Defense and then <laughs> proceeded to not defend the country at all, but it's just start wars all over the place. So there was a period of about you know 20 years or so uh, after World War II where things were really great. And then it changed again. And it changed when Kennedy was killed because it sent the message that nobody is above this cabal. This group that wants to take over the world will stop at nothing. And things really took a turn after that. And so America has been living on its reputation for a long, long time. Uh, I take no pleasure in saying that. I'm an American. I want good things. I want us to have a good reputation. But what we've done is we've we've taken things like having the world's reserve currency and the petrodollar situation, and we've exploited it. We've used it as a weapon to control other people, uh, other countries. Uh, we've used it as the pretext to start wars. You know, so our behavior has been pretty reprehensible. Then we have 9-11. And you know, there's massive questions about about 9/11 to say the yes. least. But on the surface, the the vast majority of the countries around the world felt sorry for us. They felt bad. They felt like, oh, this is a terrible thing that happened to you. We come together as a world. We we denounce terrorism and we support you. And what did we do with that? What did we do with that that we were given? We squandered it by starting indiscriminate wars in Afghanistan and mm. Iraq and then compounding that by by uh, destroying Libya and Somalia and invading uh, Syria and, and lying about all these things the whole time. Oh, we're spreading democracy or we're <laughs> fighting terror or we're spreading you know humanitarian aid. All of these things are lies. So it, so we took this great opportunity and we threw it away. And now after 20 years of starting these wars and acting like the the school bully, you know, 
our reputation around the world is is in the toilet and rightfully so and and i don't say that as the american people just to be clear i'm talking about the american government i'm talking about the behavior of the military industrial complex and the things that they've done and the wars that we've started while pretending that everything is fine at home and it's 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 a shame because america had this has this cultural reputations levi's and apple pie and baseball and all these cool things that 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 kind of you know they're surface level of course but they they make america interesting and they make people want to come here and we have hollywood and we have new york city and we have all these exciting we have texas where they love guns (laughs) i mean we've got everything for people here but our behavior around the world has just turned so many people off to us. And, and I think a lot of people are secretly hoping that we get what we have coming to us. And, 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 and I don't wish that, but I, I can understand how people would not have much sympathy for the, for the school bully who at some point is going to get punched in the face. And a lot of people are going to say, you know, we actually deserve it. Yep, exactly. I think if you go back even farther, you know, the the pioneering, the settler spirit, mm. we had a, a high standard of values, of, of brotherhood, a strong work work ethic. We value things like yeah. free speech and liberty, and we honored our, our culture, and we uh, yeah. behaved kind to one another. At some point, all of that went out the window. We're always trying to trace, like, when when did this kind of subversion happen? Happen? When did things start to really go wrong? I know you guys talk about the uh, the Federal Reserve being a big one. Uh, you know, bankers, of course, IRS, yeah. the bloodsuckers, wars, more government control. I would also add things like uh, immigration, and then the the Marxist really subversion of school and entertainment, the the takeover of the media, Silicon Valley, and your view. What was the turning point? Uh, because Western civilization has started to go downhill. It's in decline. And as you say, it's a planned demolition now. So when did America take that turning point, do you think? Well, it certainly didn't hurt. I mean, it certainly didn't help uh, us to create a strong uh, country when our monetary system is founded on the Federal Reserve and the the scam of fiat currencies and central banking and things like that. You're sort of set up for failure when when, when that is the foundation upon which you're building your monetary system. And it's been rigged and and and, and manipulated by those on in, in Washington. But but really, I think the biggest danger where, where things really kind of got away from us is once the mainstream media coalesced into these uh, large um, you know, multinational corporations, the, the large media events. Uh, companies, they took over uh, the narratives and they started to drive us off a cliff and there was nobody left to check. I mean, alternative media like you guys have been doing a great job, but there's only so much we can do when they silence your voice and they they deplatform you and they try and make it everything as difficult as they can for you to get the word out. And we're not trying to convert anybody to some sort of radical way of thinking. We're just offering logical and reasonable yeah. solutions, ways to look at 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 one of the things you talked about, immigration, cultural standards, the direction that we're going. Listen, I, I'm all for supporting people of all genders and sexualities and things like that. But can we admit that it is inappropriate to have uh, transsexual story time for four-year-olds <laughs> at, at the yes. library? I mean, I don't think that that's being disrespectful. I think that's just being just being aware of your audience and things like that. But God forbid you bring that up in a conversation and somebody is quick to label you as transphobic oh, phobic, yeah. or homophobic or something along those lines. It's just a very lazy uh, way of trying to dis- diminish people talking about things that are really important. I'm not, I'm not trying to, I'm not 
fearful or hateful towards any of these people. I just want to have a conversation about uh, let's be a little bit more realistic and rational in our way of thinking. And and we've you know the media has done a, a fantastic job of convincing us that all of these things are in our head. And when we when we ever stop to to really give it some thought. The vast majority of people have outsourced their critical thinking to the, you know, to the media or to their uh, churches or universities or politicians or whoever wants to speak on their behalf. And, and inevitably, those people uh, don't want the same things that the rest of us want. So we, we have to do a better job of, of taking a good look at, at some of, of, of where we are as a culture and as a society, ask ourselves, are we happy with this? Are we going in the right direction and make some changes? And not, not because the cult tells us that we have to make changes, the cult of, of social justice or of, of safe spaces and things like this. This is, this is insanity masquerading as politeness or something. Um, I think the vast majority of us would never go around being disrespectful or mean to people of different sexualities or races or things like that, yeah. it just would, does, wouldn't cross our mind. But the media makes this, yeah. they take small things and blow them up into big things mm-hmm. and make it look like racism or white supremacy or all of this is just right around every corner. But this isn't the first time they've done that, of course. I mean, we can look at t- the war on terror where there's terrorists out to get us. So you can see, you've seen the supercut videos of Bush saying terror, 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 terror. You know, I mean, it just goes on and on and on. And you would think that if I walked outside of my house, there might be a terrorist waiting to get me. Meanwhile, the statistics show that getting killed by a terrorist inside the United States it's seven times more likely to get killed by a vending machine falling mm-hmm. on you. So, <laughs> so but they've the got all these programs to fight terrorism, you know, and put people on lists. Yeah. A trillion yeah. dollars a year for the military industrial complex to squander on things, you know, under the guise of terrorism. And they now they're turning that, away. by the way, domestic terrorism on, on patriots, by the way. That's the, the new sure, big up yeah. and coming boogeyman, right? <laughs> You got it because terrorism is such a broad term that it can almost apply to anything. It just depends on how you classify terrorists. And then if now if it's somebody that speaks out against the mainstream media or maybe you want a a second look at the vaccine process before you just blindly line up and give everybody a shot, that could be a a, you're a medical terrorist or you're a thought terrorist or something. So it's it's a very devious way of categorizing all of us, labeling us as something that we're not, and then discarding us and putting us in, into uh, a separate pen where they say, look at those people over there. Those people are dangerous. Those people have have wrong think. So it used to be that we would write about this. You know, the funny thing about this book that Jeff and I wrote is that when we started, we started it in summer of 2018, and we were ready to put this thing out in, in March of this year, right when the corona situation hit and we slammed on the brakes and stopped because we wanted to see how it would pan out and, and we wanted to infuse the information about it back through the book. So we did. We gave it a couple of months, five months or so, and then we went back in. And when I was going back through the book and I was rereading everything to make sure everything fit in, a right, in the right way, one of the things I had to do is I had to change the verb tense and some of the things that we were talking about. I had written them in future tense, like these things are going to happen. And by the time we were ready to put the book out and gave it another couple looks over, um, I had to change it to past tense because the things had already happened. So Jeff and I were right. We were on top of the, you know, we, we saw the things that were coming. We're not Nostradamus here. I mean, we're not, we're not going into some trance and pulling these things out of the ether there, the evidence for this is everywhere. The evidence for the, the slow burn on this, uh, demolition of, of, of the American empire 
is is in the writings of these maniacs like Bill Gates. Mm -hmm. uh, it's in the TED Talks. It's in the the speeches that Fauci gives. It's in the, the World Economic Forum's information. The Club of Rome talks openly about these things. I mean, just putting the logical all, conclusions together and seeing where are all the pieces, how they all fit it. together exactly. Yeah. And one thing I noticed too that always amazes me: it seems like elites, elites all across the West, and especially in America. They hate their own people. They hate the world and they hate their own people. And a lot of people would say, well, why would the government? No, I can't believe that the government would do something bad to bad to their own people. But they do all the time. So in your view, why do you think um, these elites, why do they hate their own country so much? Why do they hate the West? Why do they want to destroy America, demolish it? Why? How is it in their way? Well, we we suggest that in order for there to be a one world government, which is the plan of these globalists, it's not us conspiracy theorists coming up with these concepts. They talk about it openly. They write about it. So th for them to put this one world government plan into place, there cannot be an existing superpower left to, to challenge them. We watched what happened in 91 with the Soviet Union. They were dragged into an unwinnable war in Afghanistan for 10 years. We've done twice as long. They had their currency manipulated by outside forces. That's certainly happening to us. Their media was a disaster. Nobody believed what they were talking about. Pravda, right? There was rampant corruption on the inside that the government officials were stealing what they could. So we see some of the similarities between what was used to destabilize the Soviet Union and what is being used to destabilize the American empire. And we're not suggesting that the United States is going to go away much in the way that Russia did not go away. It just prioritized mother Russia. You know, it, it, it left, let go of its, of its hold on Czechoslovakia and Yugoslavia and these, these other countries and focused and prioritized itself on Russia itself. And the same thing could happen with the United States uh, and the American empire. The American empire goes away. The thousand military bases around the, the globe, our petrodollar arrangement, there, our arrangement as the world's reserve currency, our use of the swift banking system as a way to uh, lock people out of the financial markets or to use sanctions. All these things that we've been doing for a long, long time, they can go away and they will go away as the American empire is destroyed. But these globalist maniacs, they see us as an obstacle. They see us as an obstacle militarily, culturally, you know, and monetarily as well. So they, if they can destroy us in a variety of different ways, um, they set out to do that. And some of the things are slow burn technology. I mean, the idea of of Bill Clinton and, and his role in NAFTA back in the mid 90s, which outsourced the bulk of American manufacturing to Asia, uh, we knew that was dangerous at the time, but it takes a while for that to really play out. It took you know, we're 25 years past that. And what do we have to show for it? We have a, a middle class that's been decimated. There are no blue collar jobs anymore, at least not seriously. The manufacturing has all been shipped out of the country. It's, it's devastated our supply chain. We're now dependent on these factories that we sent to China to manufacture our medicine and deal with us, um, you know, hopefully deal with us uh, as long as we don't make them angry. So we've set ourselves up to to destroy this country, but it doesn't all happen overnight. Some of it is is you know, policies that are put in place. These globalism, uh, globalist trade deals that we have. These things are like ticking time bombs that take take a long time to go off. But when they do, it, it's undeniable that you'll feel the pain. And that's where we are right now. We're we're definitely feeling this. We don't have um, much of an economy left anymore. We're, we're, it's, it's now turned into, you know, tech companies and big pharma and that, and the government just 
spending money. So they've done a very good job. I mean, I don't like their plan at all, to be clear. <laughs> but I respect the fact that they have thought this out very carefully, uh, that they've taken a long-term approach. These are very dangerous people, and they have almost unlimited resources and access to the, the mainstream media. So when they don't want you to know about their plans, they have a, a, a method of, of disguising that. And if they want to demonize people like us that, that have spotted their plans, they also have a method for doing that as well. And they sick the mainstream media on you uh, or their partners at big tech to deplatform you or to silence you or to digital be book burn you uh, by having you removed from Amazon in these places. So they've done, um, they, they've put the pieces in place. They put the people in place too, more importantly, uh, to make sure that any sort of dissent will be um, dealt with right away. I noticed too in your book, uh, you had listed, you know, the eight tentacles of control. And I think that this is very accurate. Military, governmental, covert, physical, financial, media, spirituality, and scientific. And I think that we're being hit on all those fronts. You know, people are, are saying, how is America being destroyed? What are the steps they're taking? We've talked about some of this. Financially, I'd say poisons, total control of the the, the body and the mind, which will ultimately crush your soul. We'll get into that next with yep. the Great Reset. Education, media, Hollywood, demographics. Uh, I would say the war on family units. Uh, oh, yeah. Feminism has, has been just horrific, I think, between male-female relationships, these constant wars. Yeah. And now we're entering into a time of more false flags and these uh, sting operations because they want to further more of their agenda. We've got censorship, thought policing. Now they're working to ruin safe neighborhoods, as you see, uh, destroying all our clean food, loss of rights, no freedoms. I mean, to me, this is just a, a short list of the ways that America they're trying to demolish America. And then people say, well, the people that run it, yeah, they're bad, so whatever let's let's destroy the country but <laughs> what's going to replace it isn't going to be better right for the american no. people no they have a they have a plan for us and it and it 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 involves the removal of freedoms the removal of all of our rights things like this we are not going to be um the version of america that we've had for the last 40 50 years or so uh, is changing they'll, now they'll they'll phrase this as the great reset, the, this this amazing new opportunity that we have, and and they'll put out great marketing and 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 try and get us going that way. But for those of us that are paying attention, we we understand that the people that are in charge of ruining this country, uh, and intentionally destroying it, are also the people offering the solution. So why in the world would we be listening to them? These are the last people in the world that we that we should be listening to. We've the technocrats like Bill Gates and Fauci and and Burks and these people that 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 magically come on the scene as saviors to us uh, that we are not allowed to challenge or question. This is a huge problem, and 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 so I. I I don't want, I don't try to tell everybody you know, what to do. I just want to explain to them, this is what we're seeing. These are the people that are in charge now. This is what they've done in the past. Do you think that you would put them in a position to lead you moving forward? Somebody like Fauci, people are like, oh, well, he's great. He's coming out. He's talking about the virus and he's going to help us and everything. Really? Ask the gay community what they think of Fauci from the 80s. They hate him. He tried to kill them all with AZT, and they didn't, they didn't forget that. So we as a population, as, as the American public, hell, as the world in general, we need, to be, we need to take some responsibility for our own actions too. We need to hold these people accountable. When somebody magically comes on the scene like Fauci, 
We need to ask for his credentials. We need to question him. We need to dig into his background. We need to know who are you getting your money from? Who do you work for? You work for the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation? What a surprise. That should be known. These guys should be, you know, we've heard comedians and and, and podcasters talk about how these, these people, politicians should look like uh, NASCAR drivers with patches and logos all over them themselves so that we can see who, who's giving them money. Same for, for guys like Fauci. Who do you work for? What is your job? What are you trying to do? Because the things that you're talking about are incongruent with American way of life. Uh, we're not going to just go in our house and hide from a virus. We're going to hide from a virus. Are you out of your mind? Oh, this I is know. insane. I know. And it doesn't other, make any sense. The other thing with these guys is they're they're crooks. They're turncoats. Even like Biden, you can hear stuff. I mean, I was watching some old footage of him uh, dropping the N word in Congress. Like, I'm surprised like that hasn't come out. Like, there's so many videos like that. And it doesn't matter though because now they're pushing this, uh, you know, far left, uh, elitist, globalist agenda. So all their sins are wiped clean. And they use words, and this is like a Saul Alinsky, the communist, rules for radicals, right? Using terms like liberty, equality, fraternity, unity, diversity, brotherhood, the common good. And they're doing this also with the Great Reset, right? Um, it's basically they're transforming a nation, right, the West. And all the elites needed was just this one excuse, COVID, and it's brought it all together. Right. So we should talk about how COVID is being used and this term uh, the Great Reset, which major institutions are using it, uh, politicians, elites, they they claim that we're going to emerge from this crisis into a better world and they're going to improve the state of the world and the World Economic Forum, they're starting this the Great Reset Initiative. So let's play a little clip and then we'll comment on it because it's in their own words. in space. Their, their next crisis is going to be aliens, right? UFOs are going to be coming. But look at that. Less time in nature, eating less meat. The government's going to give you this UBI and, you know, it'll be like debt forgiveness and this kumbaya fest. Just, you just have to do whatever we tell you to. You have to surrender all the rights to your body, to your mind, to your property. Just give us everything and we'll take care of you, okay? We'll print new organs for you if your, your liver fails and we'll keep you alive forever in this transhumanist VR technology and your gulag pod while you eat bugs i mean it's basically yeah. all of this to me just spells out global communism what do you think when you watch a video like this well it, it it is and and they do a great job with their marketing of course they they present this in a way that that makes it sound like uh like a like a great benefit to everyone looking out for but you like right? any <laughs> exactly but any good lie 
has a, a decent amount of truth in it because that's that's how you have to frame it. So do we do we have problems with our current paradigm? Of course. Do we want do, do, is the idea of changing this current system appealing to people? It's very appealing to people. And I wouldn't even deny that we need to do that. The question and the problem of course is who is in charge of this change. When so polluters will have to pay to emit carbon dioxide. Okay, that is straight from their writing in 1971 the club of rome wrote a, a, a book called the limits of growth in where in which they outline that they plan to use the idea the concept that they created of global warming uh, as the pretext to encourage everybody to get on the same page to move into a one world government mm. and that they will use the, the taxation on carbon from that as the funding mechanism to for their new world order for their their one world government. Now, I didn't speculate on, I didn't make that up. They wrote about it it's yeah. in their books. They talk about how they're going to do this. And, and the club of Rome is founded by David Rockefeller and Dr. Alexander King, who is one of the co-founders of NATO. Uh, he was heavily involved in the Tavistock Institute. He's the founder of the committee in 300. These are dangerous, dangerous people. And they write openly about this. Now the marketing campaign makes it seem as if this is just going to be a bunch of people holding hands and skipping out in the park while they're blowing bubbles and, and having ice cream. But that is not what's going to happen. They have a very different version of reality for us. It is the kings and the serfs. And guess which ones we are? They're going to move us into these smart cities. It's always smart. You, mm -hmm. know, you mentioned it earlier, that they're, the way they manipulate the language. It's very devious. And you have to keep an eye on that Be, because they talk about a smart city. Hey, don't you want to live in a smart city? Who's going to say you're I not dumb, live in a dumb, are you? City? Yeah, exactly. No, you're not dumb. You big <laughs> dummy. You don't want to live in the dummy city. You got to move <laughs> in the smart city. Well, what is the smart city? Oh, well, it is micro apartments, self-driving cars, <laughs> uh, social credit system, universal Nightmare. basic income, you know, it, it, it eating, working 18 hours a day, uh, making Soylent Green so that you can pay your carbon taxes to the world government. And, take, and taking the shots, of course, you got to do that. Otherwise, sure. you don't get your UBI if you don't take this vaccine, right? That's, that's, that was my next point, is, yeah. that, is that there's always a, there's always a condition. Uh, if you want this universal basic income that we're starting to hear about, we've been hearing about that for the last couple of years. So tired of you it. know, the, the average person goes, that sounds pretty good. Yeah, have my bills covered and have my, you know, maybe a little bit of money in my pocket so I can go to the grocery store. I like this. This sounds like a good idea. Well, I would suggest that mice get caught in the mouse trap because they just can't figure out why the cheese is free. And the same thing with <laughs> the hardcore left. They've never figured out why everything is free because it's a trap. Mm -hmm. It's a trap to get people into it. Yeah. And so when you agree to take the universal basic income because it's free money given to you by the government, you know, the government that loves you so much, uh, you, you have to wonder, well, what's the catch? Well, the catch is this. You're going to need to be compliant in everything that they want you uh, involved in, which is man some form of vaccination, whether that be mandatory or they just make it impossible to deal in the real world without it. Um, you're going to have to be zero, uh, have a zero carbon footprint, which means you're not going to be allowed to eat meat. You're not going to be allowed to drive a car or own a car. They openly talk about this like, hey, isn't this great? Nobody's going to own every anything and we're all going to be happy. 
that sounds like the ad campaign for communism. Yeah. That is literally it. And, and, and they haven't even gotten to the good part about you guys are all going to wind up eating crickets uh, because we're going to start the ad campaign. They're going to have that- fresh caught lobster, grass fed beef, jetting around the world in their airplanes while you're in your pod. Yeah. Having Soylent green, you know, Ugh, mm-hmm. it's depressing. And they're using fake environmentalism to bring it all together. Fake environmentalism and yeah. this whole COVID thing, right? Yeah, it's a, it's the perfect cover story if you think about it because um, because you know the banks were in the process of blowing up the economy when this when this whole thing kicked off earlier in the year and, and the banks don't want to get blamed again for what they for what they've done um, but now you can blame it on a virus it's nobody's fault it's just a virus it's just humanity coming and cleaning us out so I can't be mad at anybody we can maybe be mad at China they want to try and make us be mad at China but really. It's nobody's fault. It's just bad luck. Well, I I, I, I hearken back to the Rahm Emanuel, never let a good crisis go to waste, right? So yeah. they, have, they have planned this. And it's not as if this just kind of came out of nowhere. I mean, if it came out of nowhere, then how could you explain Event 201 in October of 2019, where they literally explained and ran a simulation simulating the outbreak of coronavirus? And who was involved in that? Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, Johns Hopkins Medical uh health center and the world economic forum what a surprise they role played a scenario that would devastate the world and and be used as the pretext to put in their fourth industrial revolution and it just managed to happen six months after they wrote that's a hell of a coincidence i would say good luck on their part right? they just got <laughs> it's, lucky it's amazing and one of the things that they really rely on is they need to shut down the world economy, right? So hence the lockdowns. Yes. Well, what do we see? Uh, the lo- all of the mom and pop stores I, I used to like, several of them went under. They couldn't survive these lockdowns, okay? Whereas these big corporations are thriving and doing well. Corporations that will uh, ultimately say, you can't shop here unless you have this vaccine. It's not the government. It's actually just private corporations telling you, but the government's like secretly happy because they, they want this push, right? Yes. It's amazing. So I think that's also one of the reasons why they don't want Trump in there. They really need Biden. Biden in there and all this election fraud is because Trump has come out and said no more lockdowns. But they yes. need these lockdowns to happen because it's a big part of shutting down the economy and then making people desperate and running to the government for everything. And then they got them. Right. Right. Yes, absolutely. And it's important for us to 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 try and get into the mentality of these people, too, because like we're decent human beings. We don't want bad things for other people. We want we want goodness and we want everyone to prosper. And so when we when we think when we allow our brain to go to the point like, well, do you think that maybe these lockdowns were all pre-planned and that this was part of the agenda all along? The good person, the good part of us says, there's no way they could they would do that. I would never do that. That's insane. But we have to remember that the people that are running this planet are psychopaths. They don't have those lines in the sand that you and I have. They don't. They don't get hung up on these uh, on these decisions. If it means that that people need to suffer in order for their plan to come, well, then people need to suffer according to them. It's the ends justifying the means. And part of what they need to do is they need to destroy our economy in order to build back better. Hmm. Where have I heard that? Joe Biden keeps talking about build back better. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a good slogan. Sounds like something you would want. Build back better. Where? Oh yeah. The World Economic Forum. What a surprise. So is it any, is it any mystery why all of the media simultaneously cut off Trump and went hardcore Biden 
the election's been settled. Stop digging into this stuff. He's been the, named the president. AP named him, so therefore it's done. It's almost as if they know in order for this agenda to go forward and to happen, they're going to need their guy in place. And that guy is Joe Biden. Donald Trump, he's, he's look, we can say what we want about him. There's, there's, <laughs> there's plenty of opinions about him. But one thing that he is, that they, they believe he is, is an obstacle. He can, he can slow up their plans. He might not stop it fully, but he can get in there and monkey around in a way that will really throw them off. So they don't want that much in the same way that I would suggest they didn't want Al Gore in there because they had a big operation plan for 9-11 that they needed a president that would look the other way like W. Bush. Mm -hmm. And we've got another one with Joe Biden, an establishment guy that's not going to make waves. who's going to let Citigroup pick out his his you know, his cabinet, if just like Obama did or whatever, he's not going to, he's not going to spoil their party, but Donald Trump might, uh, he might do it just to spite them. He might do it because he's got a different version of reality. He might do this because he just recognizes nonsense when he sees it. Mm -hmm. And what we have right now is pathological liars in government and the media doing their thing and, and trying to convince all of us that, yeah, there wasn't any voting irregularities. All that stuff is in your head. Stop being, stop being difficult. The, the, the science is settled. The voting is settled. Everything is always settled, Believe right? Us. When you've got their yeah. guy. Yeah. Don't you dig into it. How dare you? We've settled the science on vaccines. We've settled the argument about who's going to be the president, except you, you know, you really have it. So uh, forgive us if we have questions about the science the logic behind the lockdowns, the insanity of wearing masks. So, so I wear a bandana around my face when I go in the grocery store and I'm magically fine. I mean, come on, this is the, even the most fluorided out person can, <laughs> can, can see the, the hypocrisy <laughs> here, the utter insanity of it all. But when you point this out logically, calmly and rationally to people, they look at you like you have three heads or mm -hmm. that you're some sort of conspiracy media has done theorist. a good job media they hollywood silicon valley well they can't all be in on it i mean if it was true we would know these are some of the things they always say it says no i think truth has always been known just to a few probably all throughout time you know yeah and and, and that that that's a devious component of this too i, I have to elaborate go off on that just a little bit the way the media does this where they're doing two things at once they're telling you um we are the only arbiter of truth, the mainstream media. You can come here for truth and you're going to get the full truth and nothing but the truth. But also they have this, this other sort of uh, scam going, which is they've convinced people to, to think that if they didn't see it on their nightly news, then it must not be happening. Because surely if this was happening, I would see it on my nightly news. Surely if vaccines were causing problems for children, I would have heard about Anderson Cooper would have told me about this on CNN, right? He would have he would have done an expose because this would be a really big deal. And of course, we'd hear. But you don't and you don't because Big Pharma represents 60 percent of the ad revenue for the nightly news. So you're never going to get that. And when the, when the World Economic Forum and all of their goons in Davos uh, control the media and sit on all the boards of directors, if they don't want information to make it on the nightly news, it won't get there. That's right. So it's, it's two different versions of reality. It's this first fake version that they sell you. And then they've tried to discredit anybody that brings up an alternative version, which is more than likely a, a, a more accurate version. Uh, 
by dismissing them as being conspiracy theorists who are making things up that can't possibly be true because we are the arbiters of truth. And if, if it's on our news, then it's true. And if it's not on our news, then it's just conspiracy theory. So, yep, it's all coming out. You know, one, one other thing that's interesting with this whole thing with the Great Reset, they talk about, look, I have my issues with this globalist uh, capitalist uh, system, but elites are telling us that capitalism needs a reset well let me tell you it's only the big huge corporations that are just getting bigger during all these lockdowns so what do they mean by capitalism needs a a great reset because they're killing off all the mom and pops right that's that's their reset their reset is to put everybody at small and medium-sized businesses out of business so that the big multinational conglomerates can can continue so i mean we saw this right off the bat in the United States when they were saying that that the small hardware stores and the small stores were closed, but you could go to Walmart. And yeah. it was like, you can't congregate, you can't go into these stores, or you've got to, if you go in a grocery store, you have to walk this direction down one aisle and the other direction down the other. I mean, all this nonsense. But you could go in Walmart. Yeah. And like, let's be honest, there's a website called The People of Walmart. Where <laughs> oh, there, there's some, there's yeah, some strange I, stuff going on in, in Walmart. I can't stand it. I can't say America's finest, day. for sure. So yeah. so <laughs> now all of a sudden, that's the place to go and not get any sort, some sort oh, of yeah. weird virus. Oh, I yeah. mean, you could have probably gotten a weird virus there <laughs> just on a Wednesday back in January. Oh, you yeah. know? And, and so <laughs> so it it it's obvious. And but but part of this is has the makings of psychological operation as well, where, where they, they tell you one set of truths, then they later contradict that and tell you, if you believe that first set, you're absolutely wrong. So an example of this would be uh, Fauci coming out and saying, you don't need masks. They don't really work. If, unless you're like in a healthcare profession and you need that, so that's fine. But the rest of you, they don't really, they don't, it, it's more for your psychological well being. If you want to wear it fine, that's March. Then you get into June and July and the stories totally change. Oh, you have to wear a mask. How dare you? Are you trying to kill grandma without your mask? Fauci's wearing a mask. He's going to throw out the first pitch, barely. And then he's going to sit in the stands with his mask, except he's not sitting in the stands with his mask on. He's got his mask pulled down. He's sitting next to other people. It's a gigantic stand. Yeah, it is. It is. And, and, and they lost control of the narrative during the summer when the cases weren't very bad and people weren't dying like they were telling us they were going to. They didn't have a visual representation of the virus the way they wanted to. But the masks solved that problem because if I walked into a grocery store and nobody's wearing a mask, then I don't think that there's anything going on. But if I walk into a grocery reminder, store today- Reminder, reminder, it's a pandemic. It's a pandemic. You got it. It's a gigantic, you know, I I never felt that a pandemic needed a marketing and public relations department, but apparently this one does because <laughs> it's just not as big of a deal as it's supposed to be. And so therefore we have to have these visual reminders and representations of the virus in the form of a mask. And now you've gotten fights in the grocery oh, store. Oh, they go psychotic. They get psychotic if you don't wear psychotic. one. Psychotic. It's amazing. I've seen so many of these videos. I had it happen to me once. Just like, geez, these people are just complete zombies, you know? Yeah. There's a lot of people feeling very comfortable walking up to perfect strangers and telling them what to do. This is a weird time in our society right now. I hate it. Well, part of this sustainable living is also also addresses things like gender equality. You know, you have to believe there's 55 genders or whatever. Uh, Fighting racism and racial inequality and white privilege and getting equality, liberal education and all this other communist sounding mumbo jumbo. So I also think part of this is exploiting real differences between groups 
in order to end them because ultimately they want to mush everyone together, destroy the world's true diversity, homogenous peoples, the, the all the beautiful differences between us because they do want to create this one kind of globo homo person that's yeah. one race, part of this one world system because they're, they're more rootless, easy to control. They're not connected to their history, their ancestors, their past, you know, because then you're more rooted in truthful, deep things. And if you understand the past, you can understand the future more. What do you think about that idea? Why do they want this one kind of globo homo person? For the reasons that you mentioned, because it destroys your culture. It destroys your heritage and where you came from. It's blending it. I, I, look, I, I'm not not opposed to everybody getting along with one another. But, but course, when, you, yeah. when you single out a, a, a particular group of people, and, and, and lately it has been the white people have been targeted for sure, um, then, then you start to, you, you want to try and make them uh, somehow like, um, not proud uh, of of where they come from or who they are or that they they've been born the wrong color or they they need to change. All these things are are devious. These are the, this is what social engineering is. This is not accidental. They've they understand how these things play out. And some of this takes a while to to uh, you know to to develop. Like you 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 see the the push over the last couple of years to install safe spaces and things like that oh, yeah. in colleges. This is this is insanity, uh, but but it's it's being used as a way to you know hey listen we all have to get along together we can't hurt anybody's feelings like what planet is this you're not preparing kids for the real world by telling them that Donald Trump got elected in 2016 and now you feel all icky inside so you need a safe space at your <laughs> university get out of here with that what are, you, what are you talking about this is crazy and and but they've done this uh, in order to break down people from being strong they they they. They incentivize weakness. They want the you know the soy boy thing has always been kind of a mm -hmm. joke. A joke, you know, it's kind real. Of like a soy goof. Boy is real. It's a yes. real thing. It's a real thing. They are blurring genders. They are doing this intentionally. Part of this is it's is because of their depopulation agenda, mm -hmm. which is very real. But the first time you hear it, you you go get out of here with this nonsense. You sound unhinged. But it's like, hang on a second. Once again, don't take my word for the depopulation agenda. Read their writings. Mm -hmm. They're very vocal about yeah. what they want and how they plan to do it. And so you take the Saul Alinsky rules for radicals components and use that in, in a college situation and you prep a whole generation of kids to fall into that trap. And then you get what you, we have now, which is we have, you know, the the Antifa guys running around trying to throw Molotov cocktails, but they can't even throw it overhand. They have to throw <laughs> it underhand because they're so weak. And I mean, it's just it's an it's embarrassing and it's kind of funny at the same time. But the migration, you, you've got up there right now the graphic for the migra migration. That's all part of it too, right? Bringing in uh, so-called refugees it. because it's uh, it's going to end racial inequality. Somehow all of a sudden, it used to be environmentalists understood that mass migrations of people is bad for the environment. But now all of a sudden it's a good thing and it's going to heal everything. I mean, this is global, basically global communism. They want to take down yes. the West. And I think they want to make the West basically a third world country, almost like Brazil where you have the top elite and then you have the people in poverty, right? So funny you say that because I was just talking about how Dylan Radigan went on Jimmy Dora and he talked about Brazil and he talked about the way Brazil is structured and that the, the United States is headed that direction. And I am in agreement with him and I am in agreement with you on that as mm -hmm. well, because that is the direction we are going. And, and, and look, they'll, they'll take good concepts, things like be nice to everybody, which I think we can all agree on, and they'll blur that into 
be nice to everybody. Oh, and by the way, we're going to import people that aren't from your country and we're going to put them in the house next to you and you're going to be forced to interact and and blend in with them. And if you don't like uh, it, well, guise. it's a hate crime and you're going to jail, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, <laughs> like, and if you don't, it's a hate crime and you're going to jail. So, so look, I'm all for integrating with with everybody. I, I think that we should all be, you know, friendly and nice. If to, it's not, yeah, of course. And I think if it's it's natural, if, if people it's, want if to natural. naturally do these things, but what's happening now is a forced, uh, this forced diversity, which yes. is creating a a bad boomerang effect. They haven't realized that. What about whatever happened to freedom of association? association in America. Like if you want to peacefully separate and not live with someone or not like someone or just not accept someone, you don't have that right anymore unless you're towing this globalist leftist line all the time. But they can yeah. treat us yeah. like crap. They can discriminate against us and do whatever well, to us, fine. of course. Yeah, that's fine because we're, we're all white supremacists for being <laughs> born, I don't know, white, I guess. I, it, 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 it's, but the thing is they, they take these words and they abuse them. So if everybody's a Nazi, how bad are Nazis really then? Yeah. You know what I mean? If, <laughs> Trump if you, supporters if you called are a housewife taking their kid to the to the park and getting arrested for, for being outside of the house. I mean, everybody's a Nazi nowadays. It's like, well, you've kind of diminished the term. And if everybody's a white supremacist, what are we all... Number one, the number one problem in, in America, according to some guy I saw on TV yesterday, was white supremacy. It's mm -hmm. like, really? Yeah. That's the number one problem? That's if that's the number think. one problem that you've got in this country, then we're probably doing all okay. I can find a lot of other problems that I would rank much higher than that. Oh, yeah. But, but, but we get, you know, there's, there's people who have been busy their whole lives. They're, they're dependent on the media. They get a, maybe 30 minutes at night. They turn on the nightly news. They hope they're going to get an education on what we're dealing with currently and, and where things are. And, and they take that information. They believe that it's true and they go out and live their life. Now, if, if what you're getting in that 30 minutes is constant fear and everybody telling you how bad everything is, you're going to be fearful and, and they want that. But for the rest of us that have kind of unplugged from the mainstream media, we can see this agenda crystal clear um, as we pull back and get the right perspective. We can see it unfolding. We can see Klaus Schwab, what he's talking about. We can see uh, the goals of, of guys like like Bill Gates. We see where they're going. It's it's obvious to us. But but the the problem is that over the the years they've dumbed down the population through vaccines and fluoride and GMO. Oh, and Westerners and have really been targeted. You know, our fertility rates and all that. And I've thought yes. about this a lot, and I think it's because we stand in the way of global control. You know, Western civilization, uh, European people in particular, we question too much, we research too much, we we give we give a fight. You know, we push back. We're yeah. not as compliant. This is something in us that that's that way. And they hate yeah. us for that. We stand in the way of that, you know? They want us out of the picture. And then once we, if we were out of the picture, they would just move on to the next group and the next group yeah. and the next group. And I think yeah. part of this blaming white people all the time for everything, even this like environmental thing, white people are basically the big parasites on the planet. We've created all this pollution. The air we yeah. breathe is making it toxic for people of color. I mean, these are real articles coming out, you know? Like yeah. blame, blame this group for everything. And then um, really, I think what they want is doing that to justify removing just any kind of Western European nations off of the um, uh, uh, not being powerful countries anymore. And then bringing in, you know, communist China as a world power, uh, Zionist yeah. Israel, probably uh, India, not the cool uh, Hindu version of that either. What do you think about that? About why do they well, want these other global powers now? Well, if it, if it was about 
actual, you know, if we we're talking about actual pollution and things like that, uh, g- global warming and all these, these things, India's then pretty we bad. would have China's to have, pretty bad. <laughs> we'd have to have the conversation yeah. with China and India <gasps> and the U.S. military and, and things like that. But funny how those are never on the table for discussion. So look, it's clearly about us. It's, it's clearly a, a, a target uh, on, on, on the West in general. We, we, we started off uh, the book uh, mentioning a little bit about the, the company that I think a lot of people have heard of called Deagle and Deagle's chart where they talk about population flows and where, what they look like in 2015 to 2025. And, and it's not, it's not to, to be, you know, that this is some gigantic conspiracy uh, about population growth. Well, look, Deagle has a different version of where they see things going in 2025. And they're a military contracting company that manages and, 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 and is information services based where they tell uh, armies and militaries, these are how many tanks you're going to need to buy and how many planes you need. So, so what they need to do is have a, have their fingers on the pulse of the world and where populations are going and what, what might be an uprising in the next, you know, 10 years that they set a 10 year plan on it. And what they showed is in 2025, the populations of many countries were in a huge decline, United States, uh, UK, France, uh, Germany, it was all Western countries. Yeah. We're hardly replacing ourselves. Hardly replacing. Right. Having massive population, um, cuts in in according to their charts the numbers for the united states go from 330 million or so in in 2015 down to 99 million by 2025 so either they know something we don't know or they're in the fear porn game i'm not sure but 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 if we're going to lose two-thirds of our population uh the question is what's going to cause that is that mm. going to be migration out is that going to be a depopulation agenda is that going to be a combination of both so mm. um it didn't seem to hit the asian countries uh it didn't seem to hit them much at all we've uh, been getting propaganda to- for of this environmentalism i think for so long you know of like yeah. don't have kids your carbon footprint and also a lot of self-hate and white guilt yes. and so people are just not reproducing like they used to i mean it's it's, like it's a product of the marxist education educational system as well. But they're not attacking places like Africa for their exploding population growth. And no, in fact, they're saying, let's import them over into the first world and give them a first world lifestyle where then they can probably have even more kids, right? Yeah, yeah, it's part it's part of their their plan. They are they are actively trying to depopulate certain regions. I mean, look, frankly, they'd like to get rid of 90% of us, all of us. Yeah. But it can't be too obvious right uh, right off the bat, you know, they need to prioritize if they want this one world government, they need to get the biggest problems out of the way. And they see so it's the Western countries, it's the people in in these countries that are um, rightfully standing up and saying, hey, this doesn't make sense to us. This is not what we want. We didn't sign up for this great reset. You guys might want to push this. This might be interesting to you. But this is some uh, far left communism, communist takeover. Uh, no, thank you. We didn't vote on this. We didn't ask for it. We're not interested. But so instead of changing their plan to match what the people want, they just get rid of the people. <laughs> you know, it's very easy for yeah. them. They, the problem solved. Just get rid of the people that are standing up against this. So what do we what do we have to look forward to? We have the, uh, the silencing of our voices through the media, uh, which is well underway, as you guys know. <laughs> um, the, any sort of uh, any, any sort of uh, movie script, television show that paints a different version of reality, that's not going to that's mm-hmm. not going to flow because uh, Hollywood is is very much in, on board with this as well. So they're they're cr- they're creating an, a, a version of the future that uh, I think that most of us are not interested in participating in, but they're selling it to us in a way that that both looks 
like a good thing because it's draped in, in sustainability, which is just a buzzword that they're going to ride until they can't ride that anymore. Um, and, and they prey on our guilt, like you mentioned, that we that we feel like, oh, we're part of the problem. How do, I'm I'm harming the uh, planet. I don't want to be a dick. Uh, I'm gonna ta- I'm gonna do what I can so that I'm not harming the planet. Well, really, what you should do is not eat meat. You should kill yourself. Shouldn't have any more kids. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's all these unreal realistic uh, sort of, uh, of contritions on our part, and we we look around and go, I don't. I don't think that this is true. I don't <laughs> no. think that these people are telling us the truth, no. you know? So, but, but when you come to that conclusion and you voice it for the first time that I think that these maniacs are, are plotting against us, it's tough because you won't get much support out there in the, you'll look in the mainstream for it. You won't see it. You'll look on TV. You won't see it. You'll think, well, maybe I'm going crazy and it's, you're not going crazy. No. You figured it out congratulate yourself. You have, you have come to understand what these people are plotting against us. Now, when you verbalize it for the first time, it's going to sound nuts that they, that this is what they want, but get over that because we're well past, you know, people have talked about you, you conspiracy theorists. It's like, no, 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 I'm a conspiracy analyst. The theoretical part is long gone. We're we're well past that. We are analyzing actual conspiracies. We're not making up new ones that don't exist. We don't need to. We've got our hands full with what we're currently facing that's anchored in reality. So, And obviously so, we're over the target when people like us are enemies of bankers. You know, we have constant yeah. issues with uh, credit card processors. We're constantly yeah. canceled at banks. I mean, bankers, oh my God, don't get me started on bankers, the enemy of the people. And I am proud Absolutely. to be on, on their shit list, you know, because these are evil, wicked maniacs. Yeah. But so the big question is, oh, what can we do about all this? What should people be yeah. doing? Well, first, like anybody that that's that's got a, a major problem that we're focusing on, we have to we have to acknowledge that we have a problem. This is the first step here. We we are in a a a life or death struggle right now against these these globalist maniacs. If we don't stand up for ourselves, if we don't acknowledge the, the situation that we are in currently and the in the the direction that we are being uh, forced into, it, it we may get to a point where it's too late for us to do anything about it. So all those awkward conversations that people have had to have with their friends and family. Look, it, they might think that you're, you're a bit unhinged here for coming up with these ideas or talking about these things, but you have got to get past that because if we're going to wake people up to it, uh, we're going to have to, we're going to have to explain to them very calmly and rationally what is happening, who's in charge and what they want for us. And we, and, and with that information, you're going to have a, some choices to make. You're going to need to take care of yourself. You're going to need to take care of your friends and family. You're going to need to spread the word, but get yourself to the proverbial higher ground because what is coming is very devious and it's going to be disguised in a way that's going to make the vast majority of people think that this is a good idea. It is not a good idea. Get yourself out of, we just talked about banking, get yourself out of the banking system. Just understand a, a, a concept that is very true and yet it's difficult for people to under, to to wrap their heads around. When you take your money and you put it in your bank account here in the United States, that no longer is your money. It becomes the property of the bank and you become an unsecured creditor of, of the bank. This puts you in, in a really bad position should anything happen on a systemic uh, basis to this to the banking system, which is coming either by design or, or just uh, under the just the the weight of all of the fiat currency printing that, that we've been facing. So 
you need to understand that the bank that you're dealing with is not working, is not in your best interest. You've got to get your money out of that system. Uh, now, physical gold, physical silver, those are reasonable. And Crypto? And, and what do you think of crypto? Crypto. I don't know enough about it. Jeff Berwick knows a lot about that. So he wrote the crypto section. He is a big, he's all in on crypto for sure. Like I mean, it. he's a guy that got into Bitcoin at $3. So of course so he's he a millionaire it. now, probably. <laughs> he's, he's, he's doing okay on, on the crypto front, but, but we have to um, take a look at, you know, we, we have to, we have to get honest with where we are and what we're facing. It doesn't do anybody any good to try and pretend like, oh, well, once we get back to normal, then everything will be fine. Then the masks will come off. Then we'll go back to the way it used to be. That's not going to happen. I don't think stop. that's going to Yeah. Stop yeah. deluding yourself. This is, it's important that we get honest with, with where we are. So, so, you know, start talking about this, get, get your friends and family to, to have the conversation about where what we do when the wheels come off of this empire, because unfortunately that's the direction where we're headed. Um, but but it's not all bad news. You know, we, 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 we're on a beautiful planet. We've got amazing human beings around us. The vast majority of people want what's best for the planet and what's best for us. It's a small fraction of a percentage of global maniacs that want to take us into a very dark place. So we have to remember that we have the numbers and they need us to go along with their plan. So remember, we have an option. Do not comply. Do not comply with unjust orders. They can't arrest all of us. You know, mm -hmm. do not comply when they tell you to get yourself in the, in the cage or get yourself back in your house or, or shut down your business. You just say no. You That's say, right. no, I'm not doing that. And they can't do anything to, you know, get in the boxcar. You're being resettled in the East, right? There's the, and so it, at some point you have to take some responsibility for yourself and your own actions and stand up to these people. And guess what? When you stand up to them, you will see something that you didn't expect. They back down. Exactly. We, we the, need this to happen in mass and, and not just mass. 10 people here or one person that's singled out there. Because if there's a big enough group, a big enough revolt, I mean, we saw this in Denmark. They were trying to push mandatory vaccination. Uh, yes. Large crowds of people were out for nine days banging pots and pans. And you know what happened? The government ended that uh, mandate. You know, so that's, we do need like it mass crowds, like what we just saw too with this uh, "Stop the Steal" march in yep. Washington D.C. We need crowds like that to fight back yes. against a lot of this stuff. Now, 2021, where do you think? Last question for you: Where where are we heading? What what can we expect? Do you think uh, Trump? What's what's happening with that lockdown? Oh what do you got? What do you guys think? <laughs> I don't know about Trump. I don't know. I think I feel my opinion on this is. Whether you're on the left or the right, your priority should be an honest election. Because if you're if you're on the left and your candidate is Joe Biden, and you just say, "Oh, it doesn't matter," the, you know, we don't need to go analyze the election results. Well, if they want unity, they should. And and if he if he's the true winner, then let's prove it. Exactly. There's a couple of things at play here. First of all, when you start saying, no, 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 don't recount the votes, that makes me think that you're hiding something. Yeah. So, and I think, and I'm not alone. So I think a lot of people will say, you were probably hiding something. That's why you didn't want to recount the votes. Therefore, this is a contested election and you will never be my president. Okay. That, that, that's, so the left needs to get on board with this as well. We need to figure out who, who the actual president is. Once that's decided, what does 2021 look like? Well, uh, according to Bill Gates, the second wave will get our attention. Right? So I, I would I would envision uh, more lies from the mainstream media. I would envision uh, a rushed out vaccine from big pharma that is not going to uh, be, you know, 
it's, it's not going to be your friend. And I have, to, you know, I've been very nice uh, for the last couple of months about people that are talking about, well, the vaccine and maybe I'll get it. Maybe I won't. And I've, I've been very nice, but I'm, I'm now getting to the point, you know, I've been trying to educate people and say, well, you should probably look into the deep, deeper details and everything, but I've been called a conspiracy theorist just a little bit too much for me. So I've now changed my tone. My tone on the mandatory vaccines is if you think you know so much about vaccines, then you be the first person you, in line take and it. you go get it. You know, yeah. and don't come complaining to me when your arm falls off or when you glow in the dark or something or whatever they've got uh, concocted in those things. I don't want to hear it because we've been telling you that there's a problem with this for a long time. And if you are willfully ignorant about this or you just think that I heard it on CNN, therefore it must be true. Well, then you be the first person in line and let's see how this goes. But, you know, so so I envision more lies from the media more, you know, compliance from the public, unfortunately, until unless people stand up, uh, they've done a real number on us. They've divided us down into these smaller and smaller groups. And just when you think you can't get divided any further, they divide you into mask and non-mask wearing, oh, yeah. you know. And so they're masterful at this, at getting the large population to fight with each other. 2021 is going to be a crucial year. We've had the insanity of 2020 and everybody's been a bit disoriented, but 2021 might be the, the, the real year to, to see where we take this. Are we going to, uh, are we going to cower and hide in our houses from a, from a virus with a 99.9 to 9, 9.7, depending on your age range, uh, survival rate. I mean, this, is this really, are these people serious about this? So we've got, um, you know, the, the, the people that are freaked out about Corona, I just keep thinking they're so bad at math and percentages and things like this. I would love to get into a <laughs> how can you be, game with How them. can you be bad at 99.99%? <laughs> what more do you want? Oh, you know, this is not the Black Plague. And thankfully, it's not. Yeah. You know, maybe maybe the second wave, according to Bill Gates, is going to get our attention, right? But But what we're currently seeing here now is a disproportionate reaction to a virus with a very high survival rate. So uh, it's becoming obvious to a lot of people, people that were currently, you know, that had been asleep for a long time. It's becoming obvious that there's a little something more to this because the numbers and the reaction aren't adding up. So, you know, who knows? Maybe the way 9-11 woke up a lot of people, myself included, mm -hmm. that might be... Um, the biggest takeaway from the Corona situation is that we look back on it years from now and we say, God, you know, that was crazy that 2020, but the, the one good thing that came out of it was it woke up a lot of people to yeah. the government lies and the media lies and the big pharma lies. And, um, and, and it, that, that was the year when everybody realized, ah, oh, it's a giant scam and, and, and we didn't, nobody told us and we're participants in it. 2021 is going to be a, a pivotal year for us. It's the time if we decide whether or not we want to, uh, live on our feet or die on our knees. I think so. It's 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 huge. But one thing, you know, this this current version of America, there's certain aspects of it that I'm okay with it dying <laughs> so that we can rebuild anew. So maybe there is is that hope at the end of all of this. We can build yeah. back better. I know it sounds like yes, some kind can. of sounds like some kind of news speak or something. Double right. plus yeah, good or build back, but they dumb everything down, you know. It's so Charlie tell motto. <laughs> Charlie, tell yep. everyone where they can get, uh, well, that's your first book, right? It was The yeah, Octopus my, of Global Control, but then this uh, second one also. Give us the info. Yeah. 
yeah, so The Octopus of Global Control is my first book. That's on Amazon. The new book is The Controlled Demolition of the American Empire with uh, myself and Jeff Berwick. And we released it on the Friday before the uh, election. And on Tuesday on election day, it became a number one bestseller on Amazon. So we just, we were so excited about the irony of that happening on election day. And uh, it just seemed like, you know, it's fitting. So um, the books are available on Amazon. If people are interested in my work, you can follow my podcast. It's called Macro Aggressions. It's available on Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, YouTube, and David Icke's video platform called Iconic. And if people are interested in connecting with me, they can do so through my website, theoctopusofglobalcontrol.com. Awesome. Well, it's been great getting to know you and we have a, a lot nice in common. To, nice and... to meet you in person. I've been a I've been a fan for a while. I've been watching what you guys have been doing. I think you're doing really important work. I don't think you get the credit you deserve. And, uh, and, and just so you know, you do have a lot of support out there. Well, thank you, Charlie. I really appreciate it. And we'll have to have you on again sometime soon. It'd be my pleasure. Thanks for having me. We're going into all of this with our eyes wide open. We can see what their plans are for us in the future, and it isn't pretty. Now is the time for all of us to speak out in protest and not comply. We need big numbers, for if we do comply, we will pass down a nightmare world for our children. I can't live with that. 2021 is a pivotal year, folks. And with that, we stick our necks out every day fighting for truth and prosperity and a better world. And because of it, we pay the price for it, which I'm happy to pay, though, fighting these evil people. We are being blacklisted again from yet another credit card processor, which means we just lost all our recurring subs, so they will not renew. So thanks to all of you who come back to the website and re-sign up using a new method that we have available. We can't do it without you. It's always been that way, and it's always going to be that way. With your support, we're not going to go anywhere. We love you guys and gals. See you on the next one. Do you love Red Ice? Want more? Get access to exclusive material by signing up for a Red Ice membership. You'll be able to watch Weekend Warrior, our flagship show, the second hour of interviews, and other special feature videos only for subscribers. Were you a member and we lost you along the way? Renew! We love and appreciate you guys and gals and cannot do this without you. Help us be a sane voice, a lighthouse in the sea of insanity. As times get tougher, as people are searching for answers, they're going to need content like red ice. A little of all your support can go a long way. Thank you.